Welcome to NCFM, Women Against False Accusations. This podcast shares truth about false accusations of sexual assault and abuse, revealing just how easy it is for the men in our lives to be falsely accused. You will hear true, heartbreaking, and sometimes shocking stories from the mothers, sisters, wives, friends, and advocates of men living the trauma of a society that has moved away from presumption of innocence. We invite you to join us as we take a stand for truth. So welcome to another edition of Women Against False Accusations. Uh, This podcast is sponsored in part by our parent organization, NCFM, which has been fighting for men and the women who love them since 1977. Um, I'd like to introduce you today to our host and uh, the president of NCFM Women Against False Accusations, Lori DeBolt. Thank you, Val. And thank you everyone for taking time out to watch these true stories. They are true and they are very, very common. Um, I'd like to go ahead and introduce Jennifer at that time or this time and let's have her tell us the story of her son. Go ahead, Jennifer. Okay, um, my son is 16 years old. And um, of course, like any teenager, he was hanging out with his friends over at one of his friends' house. And they got alcohol and were, I guess, partying it up a little bit. And they invited one of the local girls to come over. Now, this local girl um, was on Snapchat with my son. Um, they had met a couple times. Um, he had videotape of her kissing him. Um, he had snaps of her uh, saying that she was going to take his virginity. So speed up to January where this party was taking place. Um, so they were drinking and apparently she was you know, being a little friendly with everyone. Um, but knowing that this situation with her and my son um, was taking place, they ended up in the bedroom. Um, she literally asked my son what position and him being a virgin, he, he does not know. So he was like, I don't know. So she just decided to do, do it, um, oh my God, how, I, I feel terrible saying this doggy style. So anyway, um, so they were having sex and I, apparently the boys had barged in cause my son didn't lock the door. Um, so they stopped having sex. Um, they were getting dressed, the boys left and they continued, continued their, their little escapade. Um, So after that, they went into the living room. Um, She was, she was fine. She was fine with everything, wanted to get something to eat, you know, wanted to hang out with the boys, this and that. Um, Well, then she ended up about an hour later having, having intercourse with one of the other boys. So um, this was between like two o'clock and seven o'clock. So all of this happened, you know, within that period of time. So later on, she wanted to go to another party. She called her mother and was asked for permission to go to another party. Um, Her mother said yes. So she called her friend to come pick her up. 
and we're under the impression that once once her friend picked her up she had told her friend what she did and she was very happy that she took the virginity of two boys um so we're assuming that the the girlfriend freaked out um and called her mother and told her mother what happened took her home and the her friend and the mother called the police now during this whole time this girl was at the boy's house um, my son thank god got a videotape of her stating that she took his virginity and she consented so that was a godsend because five o'clock in the morning on sunday when the cops came to my house and told me that my son sexually assaulted some girl the only reason he was not arrested was because he had that videotape of her consenting so now my son's future is in the hands of a toxicology report so i even expressed to the police if she is willingly participating drinking going over to the boy's house consenting to have sex why is she not responsible and the police said because she was at the boy's house and they provided the alcohol so my next question would be what if what if the boys were at her house and she provided the alcohol what what what's the difference so my son was not one of the boys who bought the alcohol my son you know it wasn't our house so you know my son is being victimized literally um so of course needless to say as as a mother i was devastated this was an unbelievable nightmare that i i i am just i could not believe came true because i had told my son we had had so many conversations about how women you can be in a room with them not do anything and they can walk out of that room and accuse you of of raping them they could accuse you of anything and this day and age it is it is horrible that this can happen so i i don't want any mother to have to go through what i went through i could not for the whole week i could not function i literally woke up sat down at my computer and researched about sexual assault and waited for my phone to ring because i i could not believe what was happening and of course i was not getting any answers we were waiting for the police waiting you know somebody had to call we were waiting for the toxicology report so um and then I have say, a quick question yeah. I just have a quick question what was it that first of all thank you for having those conversations with your son yeah um but I'm I'm super curious and maybe our audience it will be helpful for them too what was it that prompted you to actually have those conversations like what what were you seeing in in society or maybe even your own life experiences that made it so important for you to to warn your son about behavior like that you know what it is so so crazy because i don't even know how old i was i i had to be like my late teens maybe i saw a movie of a girl 
that had sex with a with a married man and she was she you know pursued it and she turned around and accused that man of rape and and totally ruined this man's life and his his marriage everything so that that was one thing and you know just just in society i mean you see your friends you know you see other people experiencing this so um you know of course having a son it you know, you want to make them aware of what, what women can do. And it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, you know, I'm a woman. I, I, I'm like you, Lori. I mean, I consider myself a feminist, but then again, something like this, I do not, I cannot tolerate. It is absolutely against all feminism to, to lie like this and to try and get out of these things by holding evidence, right. Or telling a different story. Um, it is an unbelievable nightmare. I totally understand. Now, one thing, a couple of things, you watched a movie, right? How impactful was that? Yeah. Right. We need more movies portraying men who get in trouble by this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? You think of all the movies now and, and the woman is always the victim and the man comes in and saves them, the prince charming, what have you. Right. Um, one more thing I wanted to throw your way. Um, your son, right? He's not in trouble with the law all the time. He's not drinking all the time, right? Most people think, oh, it must've been, you know, his drinking all the time, but he's like a good kid. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. My son goes to a private school, you know, we're, you know, upper middle-class Americans. I mean, you know, it's, it can happen to anyone, it can happen to anyone. My, my kid's a, a great baseball player. You know, um, he's, he's well-liked. He's, you know, uh, adults tell us, you know, you have such a great kid. You should be so proud. And yeah, it, it was absolutely devastating, devastating. You know, his future, his future is at stake. Absolutely. Absolutely. Someone, because I, I know we kind of cut you off with questions, but like what what is happening now? Like where are you at with with the the situation? And so what is he facing? I'll tell you, we after um after meeting Lori um and, and joining NCFM, I am I consider myself one of the lucky ones because I hear these horror stories and my heart just breaks for these people because I was, I'm, we are very lucky. So after a few months, um, and we've been waiting for the toxicology report. So all I, I can only guess because we don't know, I can only guess that the toxicology report must have come back inconclusive um, because they dropped the charges. They, well, there were no charges. There were no charges, but they, they did not pursue any, anything with this. So we have been truly, truly blessed and so lucky. Yeah. Because I, I can't even imagine what everyone else is going through it, 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 because I know what I went through. So if my son went to jail, I, I couldn't even imagine. God definitely had a hand in this one for yes. us. Very, very lucky. Very lucky. And you still, though, you have to live with this experience. He has to live with this experience for the rest of his life, for the right. rest of your life. Right. How did it feel? Like, tell me a little bit more about what you went through and what your son went through waiting. I think the waiting is the hardest part. The waiting is horrible. So um, the police, so this happened on Saturday. 
in January and Sunday, five o'clock in the morning, the police came. Um, Monday, of course, Monday morning, um, they, the police said, you know, we'll, we'll get to you, we'll get back to you, this and that, but we felt that it was so severe and, and, you know, such a terrible situation, we decided to get a lawyer. So um, Monday, we went, went to the lawyer's office, um, and I sat there and told the lawyer, and I should have never done this in front of my son, but um, I was terrified. I was terrified for my son, and I said, you know, who's to say when these police can come and arrest him, you know, um, could they come to school? And, and they said they could come at any time. They could come to school. They could come at any time. So my son went to school every day, terrified. In fact, he texted me probably, it was two weeks after this incident. He texted me on a Wednesday and he said, mom, the police are here. So it was a whole different situation it, the police weren't there for them, but it was a whole different situation. Um, but because the police were there, he thought for sure they were coming to pick him up. Yeah. But I have to say, we are very, very lucky because we've had a lot of support. So the principal, you know, knows the boys who were involved. Um, they're all they're, they're all good kids. They're all good kids. Um, and so I knew I knew my, my son was going to be OK. You know, if, if something like that happened, I knew the principal would, would you know, kind of uh, know what to do and, and get in touch with me and everything. So, and that's another another situation where I, I was very lucky, very lucky. Yeah. I highlighted that because I wanted our audience to know that this happens to everybody, right? I don't want to lessen a young men or a men with issues right drinking what have you yeah. it, it I think that's just the general stereotype that the world right. puts on our men so I don't want to lessen their pain but she was she's drinking too you know I mean they, they, that's the whole thing you know they're they're both they're all doing the same thing what and you know what and it, I wrote this down because I think I think Don Durall said this what makes your word more powerful than mine I mean, that is just, that statement right there is, is just incredible. Absolutely. And there's a lot more of these, he said, he said she said, yeah. right? And absolutely right. What makes your word more powerful than mine? Right. 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 And as mothers and women of innocent men that are going through this, that is such a heartbreaking thing to have to wake up and realize, Right. Her yes. word does hold more weight, unfortunately. Yes. And it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Due process for, for men is just, it's non-existent anymore, especially when it comes to situations like this. And that's unfortunate because it is, it's ruining, it's ruining all these generations of, of our, our, our men, our boys. Yeah especially on college campuses, the way they are now. I mean, they're all, they're all leaving college because of the Title IX program. You know, the, a girl can accuse a boy or a man of, of sexual assault and they, they are just to believed and the boy is expelled. I mean, that, that's just, uh, that's incredible. You're absolutely right. Members of our group can support that fact. Right. <laughs> Many right. people out there can support that fact. Many people have gone through to what you and your son have gone through, right? 
understanding the experience of what you've gone through now as compared to prior to all of that, like on a scale of one to 10, how is how how was it before with you being afraid of your children, your son being falsely accused compared to now? It was probably, yeah, it was probably maybe a three or a four. You know, I it was it was crazy because we went skiing in December and we were, it was a it was like a two-hour drive. So it was it was the perfect perfect time to just have a have a conversation about it and we literally talked about it and and just like I told you Lori I mean it's it's so crazy because I feel in a way because this had been on my mind that I literally manifested it that this happened I could not I could not even comprehend that this happened this happened to me I, cu I couldn't even comprehend it it was just incredible yeah. And I think that some of the guilt that we go through when we take on the quote unquote, I manifested it, right? Right. As a parent, we're thinking, oh my God, what else could I have done? What should I have done? My God, this is my fault. I did this, this, and this, or should have done this, this, and that. But that's part of the shame and the guilt that society puts over us, mm -hmm. right? If we were allowed to speak the truth, right? And if we didn't have to have these conversations with our young men and young ladies, right, about recording the consent, right, yeah. record it. Well, even recording it, you know, he was still, they, they still said if her toxicology, if her toxicology report came back that she was drunk and could not, well, a 16 year old apparently in, in this state, if, if it came back that she, it showed she was drunk that video would have been worthless, worthless, which is insane. It's 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 so incredible. I it's just unbelievable what what these girls can do, and and it's it's literally taught at this point, you know, because I really feel that she didn't even think twice. Well, actually, it was her mom and her friend didn't even think twice about accusing these boys because they were ashamed. They felt my daughter wouldn't do this. My friend wouldn't do this. It had to be them. Yes. And that's yeah, what, and, she, and that's what happened. She obviously wasn't taught to take uh, ownership of her own choices or uh, agency of her own behaviors. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a shame. And then hindsight, you know, I, I, I feel bad for her. I feel bad for her because she she's desperate for attention. Um, and, you know, it, it's just unfortunate. It's just it's just so unfortunate. And a lot of you know, that's the problem with social media today. You know, all these people want this attention, whether it's good or bad. You know, they she loved everybody feeling bad for her and, you know, um, expressing things on social media. It, it's just it's it's just crazy. Yes, crazy. It absolutely is. Social media, I think, definitely helps, right? Mm -hmm. We have the Violence Against Women's Act, which if you read what's recently been passed, you'll understand that this is not for our men. It's against our men, right? Right. It's hurting real victims. And you're right. It's so easy in high school for these girls to say this, right? They're on social media. They see the Me Too stories. They see how much fame they're getting, mm -hmm. right? And it's so sickening. It's so sad and heartbreaking. 
Yeah. Well, and two, you know, nowadays, sexual assault, what does it mean? What actually, what does it mean? Assault is literally beating someone. So sexual assault is there, there's so many, so many meanings for that. And, and it shouldn't be that way. We need, we need a, a definition. And these, these kids need education, especially, especially in high school, because, you know, what 16 year old is, can identify a girl who's having mental issues or emotional issues or whatever. A boy's not going to, a boy can't identify that, you know, they're just teenagers like the girls are. So, you know, to, to put that on a, a young boy, a young teenager, you know, and, and accuse him when he, he's just doing what boys do, you know, I, it, I, I, there definitely needs to be education about this and there definitely needs to be some sort of definition. It can't be so vague. I absolutely agree, Jennifer. There definitely has to be a clear definition out there. Um, they also have to understand what happens to the man if he's convicted, you know, are they aware that seven to 10 years of their life is gone? Are they aware that they could be put on a sex offense registry, which will control where they live, right? How they live, right? right? So much to this, so much. One of the things you also brought up earlier was why is she not responsible? Right. And yeah, I was just going to say, you know, it, it's not fair. It's yeah. not fair. And I, I truly believe too, that when you are accusing someone and they find out that you lied or it's not true, something needs to happen because this is happening far too frequently, far too often. And the only reason it's happening like this and the only reason these people can just throw this rape and sexual assault out there is because no one is being held accountable. Right on, right on. We agree with you. There needs to be stiff consequences, right? Yes. And, you know, the word out there is, well, if we put the stiff consequences out there, then the real victims aren't going to come forward. I'm saying, uh -uh. Yeah. you know, I, I bet you a lot of them are not coming forward because of whatever, you know, what other reasons they may have. Right. Right. It'll, it'll, uh, it'll save our men. Right. 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 Well, and just like there's a, the um, registry, you know, we, those women need to be on a registry so other men can understand this woman is accusing other people of, of assault or whatever. It's I, the double standards sickening. I agree. And I like that idea with the registry. I think it should uh -oh. only be made available to police and opened when there's a question. Oh, that's a great idea. Right. Rather than yes. what they do with their registry now where it's open for everybody and it's pathetic. But let me get back to your son. Thank God you taught him well. Thank God he, he listened. Yeah. If there's one thing you'd like to tell our audience or maybe warn our audience about, what final word would you leave with our audience? Um, it can happen to anyone. Don't think it, it cannot happen to you. You know, I mean, my son... His friends are wonderful. His friends are great. I would have never in a million years thought something like this would happen. Now, social media, that's how my, my son met her. And that's how his friends met her. She doesn't go to the same school. Um, so that's an issue as well. 
Um, I didn't, no one knows who this girl is. No one knows her family. Um, and that was another thing with you know, when, when my son wanted to date. I wanted, who is she? Who's her family? You know, and she came out of nowhere. So there's another issue with all of the social media as well. You know, I, you can say it over and over again, just like people had said it to me. You watch, watch the social media, you know, know what's going on. All of that, I, I tried, I have an only son, you know, I have an only child. So he's the only one I have to concentrate on. And it still happened to me. It still happened to us. Yeah. So yeah, any parent out there, um, you know, it's, it can happen to you. You have, you had just, I don't know. The only thing I could tell you is just talk to your kids. I did, but it still happened. Yes. So, so very good advice. So, so good. So brave of you to come through and, and talk with us about this and share your information. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Jennifer. I really, truly appreciate that. Thank you for you guys. Thank, thank you. And best of luck to your son. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our true stories. If you have a story to share about a man in your life, please reach out to us at www.womenagainstfalseaccusations.ncfm.org. The National Coalition for Men has been advocating for men and the women who love them since 1977. Our NCFM Women's Group offers emotional support, and a place to actively work together to raise awareness around false accusations. Remember, you are not alone. Join us to learn more.